We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, well, Vince, we've been at this for a while. Are you ready for rapid fire? I am so ready. I, I may or may not have a ham and cheese grinder upstairs as well, so I'm Ooh, I'm excited. Man. Where do I get one of those? I know, right? right. Uh, Mantinos is the answer. We've got some more. We've got some more questions from the uh, the chat that will work into rapid fire. Beautiful. But let's start with this. That. Fill in the blank. I feel blank about Saturday's Notre Dame Clemson game. Cautiously optimistic. You know, I feel like they have the talent, obviously, to do it. I feel like I've seen the light on a lot of these position groups. I feel like they can do it. They just need to be up and they need to be firing on all cylinders. Is it possible? Yes. I think Clemson has come back to the pack a little bit. They are, I want to say they're one of the worst undefeated teams in the country, but that's not even all that true because they're 3-0 and against top 25 teams so far, and they're the only ones with three wins in the college football ranking. So there is that. Uh, but at the same time, I just feel like this is not the team that Notre Dame has played in the past. And so they've got a great shot at winning this game. So I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll have on the white hoodie and the white hat. So how could they lose? <laughs> how could they lose? I feel prudently bullish. I don't know. I mean, okay, because that's <laughs> really not much different than cautiously optimistic, but that's, that's kind of how I feel as well. You know, I, I've, I feel like they can compete in this game because I feel confident in the defense mostly. I feel confident that the defense can at least give this team a chance to win Saturday night. Like they can keep them in it. And from there, it's just a matter of, hey, you know, like you can't count on pump blocks all the time. But but can the special teams make one play? If the special teams can make one play per game, whether it's a pump block, kick return, whatever it happens to be. And the offense can just, you know, find its flow, do its thing. I, I think they've got a chance. I'm not saying yeah. they're going to win. But, again, this is not like, as as Marcus Freeman said, this is not David versus Goliath. This yeah. is a game right. that Notre Dame should, should have every right yeah. to feel like they can compete with these guys Saturday night. And I, and I feel like the defense and the special teams at separate opportunities are going to give the offense good field position. The offense needs to take advantage of that. If they can take advantage of that, you know, whether it's a low scoring game or otherwise, they can win this game. But I feel like the defense and the special teams are going to put the offense into a good spot. I do. They just, they need to capitalize. It can't be a field goal. It's got to be a touchdown. Got to score a touchdown in the red zone. 
So last week, we talked about whether Audric Estime will lead Notre Dame yeah. in rushing I this know, season. Right? So after seeing his performance Saturday, because we were, you know, a little uh, unsure if that would actually happen. After seeing his performance Saturday against Syracuse, do you buy or sell him leading the team in rushing? I think I sold it last time, and I and I said Logan Diggs. And based on based on the usage last week, they have obviously regained their faith in Audric Estimate, which I absolutely love, by the way. I mean, you and I talked about it in the pregame show. They need to put him out there. And I was like, babe, you know what? Why don't I even start him? And they did. And I think my prediction of the fact that Tommy Reese was listening to the show during warm-ups <laughs> was accurate. I think it happened. Right. They started him, and it paid off. 20 carries, 125 yards. I mean, he did his thing, right? I think he ends up being the leading rusher. I think he's the one that they're going to lean on in when they need the tough yards. And I think he has the ability to not not break one and like go 90 or go 80 or something like that. Like, you know, Kyron Williams did lat, uh, two years ago against Clemson, but he's, he's got enough ability to break one and get in and, you know, peel off 25 or 30 yards, if not more. Right. So I, I think that he will be the leading rusher when it's all said and done, as long as he doesn't fumble again and, and they lose confidence in him. Yeah. And that's the, the only reason that we thought that maybe he wouldn't is was because of the fact that he got benched for fumbling against UNLV, but what do they do? They came right out. First two plays of the game, eye formation, boom, boom. Two carries, nine yards, sent a message to him that we are confident in you. We're right. going to stick with you. And, uh, you know, it, to his credit, he backed it up. He secured the ball really well. He was very consciously um, yes, he was. You know, securing the football. You could see that, and you could see Syracuse really consciously trying to strip it from him as well. He's got like a 140-yard lead on – Logan Diggs right now. So he extended his lead, you know, after last week by a little bit. So based on what we saw last week, unless yeah. the fumbleitis comes back, I think there's every reason to believe Audric Estime is going to end up being the, the leading rusher for the Irish. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. 
Fill in the blank. The first college football playoff rankings are blank. Perplexing. I know you did a whole that? show last night. Yeah, I mean, but they're still perplexing. I mean, I, I said this last night. They got the top four right, and at the end of the day, that's what you want. You want the top four to be correct. And they basically use like 7 through 25 to prop up their other decisions. That's what it feels like. Yep. And that's exactly what they did. And I saw some people talking about, you know, how is LSU 10 and blah, blah, blah. They're 10 because they play Alabama this weekend. And they want that to be a top 10 matchup. And if Alabama wins, they got a top 10 win on their resume, right? If LSU wins, then they deserve to be where they're at, right? And so it it's all to make the other stuff look correct. I think they got the top four right at the moment. In the moment, right now on November 1st, last night, they got the top four correct. Those are the top four I would have, if I'm being honest, right? The rest, it just props up the rest. So, I mean, it's fine. It is what it is. But the bottom, I would say 20 to 25 are an absolute joke. Yeah, and, you know, I agree with what you're saying. They, they got the top right, but ultimately, I think the biggest thing to remember in this is, like, this is a TV show at yes. this point. This is about getting some eyeballs you know, on the TVs on Tuesday night. That's why they they do these reveals on oh, Tuesday yeah. night. And it gets the conversation going that night and the next day. You know, people are talking about it. And the more, yeah. you know, even if they're, even if they're criticizing the committee and the playoff and the, you know, the process and the whole thing, people are talking about it. And, you know, the ultimate thing is regardless of what these rankings look like today, the, you know, the day after the first rankings came out, it's all going to end up taking care of itself. Always does. Always yeah. does. Right. I mean, as, as you said, Tennessee and Georgia are playing this weekend. LSU <laughs> and Alabama are playing this weekend. Right. Someone's going to lose those games. Ohio State and Michigan are going to play in a couple of weeks. You know, Thanksgiving, I guess that's three weeks away. But, you know, Thanksgiving yeah. weekend, like they always do. That's going to take care of itself. You know, so like these teams are going to pick each other off along the way. So, yeah. like, I, I can't get too worked up over what they look like right. on the night of the first reveal, you know, it's, and again, it's like a reality show almost, but you're definitely right about, and we talked about this about how, you know, could Notre Dame end up showing up in the, in the bottom of the top 25 to kind of, you know, prop up Ohio state even more. Absolutely. I don't think Ohio state needs that much propping up and Notre Dame didn't show up in there, but you know, that's, I, I just, it's, it's too, I, it's too much to get worked up this soon because, again, right. there are oh, like absolutely. so many games to be played in yeah. the month of November. You know? Oh, yeah. Big games, too. I mean, and even this weekend for that. Shoot, part. Notre Dame plays two top 10 teams over the yeah. next, you know, four weeks. So, yeah. I mean, they're going to have Dame, a lot to say. That's right. Notre Dame could affect the college football playoff. Absolutely. <laughs> this starting, uh, you know, in a couple of days. You right. Know? There's no doubt about it because if Notre Dame beats Clemson, they're probably on the outside looking in. Because of the way Notre Dame season's gone. Sorry. Speaking of which, fill in the blank. It's blank that former Notre Dame receiver Chris Fink tweeted this the other day. Can you keep a three-loss Notre Dame team out of the playoffs? I mean, don't ask me such an easy question. Can you keep them out? Yeah. Not only can you keep them out of the playoff, you can keep them out of the top 25 because they don't belong into that either. So, yes. Come on, Finky. Like, this is... That is such a homer take because you were on the team and all. I'm of that. trying to figure out this. Like this can't be serious, right? He has to be has joking to be. about that. He has a right? Notre Dame degree, Sean. Right. Like, he's he's smarter than that, right? That's right. But 
you know, in what three years when the when the playoff format is twelve teams, it's going to be a different question. But not when it's four. Not when it's four. Right. He's got to be joking. He has to be. It's I've got to count on a guy as smart as Chris Fink that he's only yes. joking about that. Sarcasm. That's right. All right, this is a super chat, so we have to address this. I don't know how I'm going to address this, but Milton Fan 15 ah. with the super chat says, Sean, you have to pick either Vince or Brian to line up a double team against what? Alt and Fisher. So Who puts one the of us fight? Who explodes from impact? One of us versus the two of them? How is that even close to? Yeah, fair? like why? Why would those two guys need to double team either Vince or Brian? First of all, you don't double team a safety, okay? So, <laughs> right. and you don't double team a quarterback either, which is what Brian was. Uh, yeah, this question goes to you, so I'm gonna sit back. I think what I would do is I would have Vince and Brian attempt to double team one of these, two, one of those go. two guys, like there the other go. way around, yeah. right? And, and then their scrappiness would show through. I, I, I would take I would take the Brian D'Addario double team. Nice. That would Blake be Fisher. I would go low. I can tell you that right now. I'm going low. <laughs> and there's if he falls on me, it might be game over uh, because he's a large human. And I am not a large human in the same regard that he is a large human. So, but I'm going low, man. I'm going low. And I just got to get my running back a little bit of room and he can get through there. Now. Again, the Chris Fink tweet, I believe, was facetious. Three lost Notre Dame in the playoff. But <laughs> Salty wants to know, if Notre Dame wins out its remaining games, what are the chances of a New Year's Six Bowl? Okay, I'm going to ask for some clarification. What are the rules about the New Year's Six? Isn't there like a, a basement for where you need to be ranked in order to get into one of those games? Isn't that accurate or no? There is. And I've got to hang on just a second. Because that's going to sway my answer. Because, And here's why, while you look that up. If Notre Dame is eligible for a New Year's Six game, okay? So if it's top 15 or whatever the case may be, okay? If they are eligible, I think they get selected because they're a draw. And it doesn't matter. It's all about can you sell tickets? So Anthony says it's top 12. I just well, I have a hard time. Twelve saying. teams end up making it, but I don't know if it's the top twelve rankings. That's what I I'm not okay. I if it's hypothetically if it's top twelve, I do have a hard time seeing Notre Dame get into the top twelve, even if they beat Clemson and USC. Maybe if it's like fifteen, maybe they have a shot at getting in that spot, you know. But again. If they're eligible, I think they get in because who wouldn't want Notre Dame as a draw to their game, to their bowl game? They they would. And it's about money and eyeballs on the TV, period. I, th I believe it is top 12. And, I mean, it wouldn't be much of a stretch to end up in the – you know, because, like – It's possible. Let me see. Hang on just a sec. I'm looking for some – Yeah. You know, so the the college football playoff rankings, like they don't they don't go past twenty five. But like Notre Dame, again, they're they're showing up just outside the top twenty five in both the coaches and the AP poll this week for whatever that's worth. So sure. you beat Clemson, I think they've got a really good shot at being ranked. Agreed. Next week. I agree with that. And then obviously 
They kind of work their way. Business, Navy, yeah, like I mean, heck away. And then the question is just going to be how far up you can climb because you do still have enough one and no loss teams yes. right now right. occupying those those higher spots. But, again, you know, some of those teams are going to start losing as well because of the fact that they're playing each other. And here's the other thing. After the top four, on December 4th, when the final rankings come out, after the top four, the rest of the rankings don't matter. So if the college football committee wants to make money, and you know they do, they might just put Notre Dame 12 so that they could be selected for a New Year's Six Bowl. Okay, That's a good point. That could absolutely happen, and there's nothing to stop them from doing that because they are 100% they can do whatever they want. in control of those New Year's Six games. A hundred percent. Yes. So if Notre Dame wins out, could they be in a New Year's Six Bowl? Yes, they could be. It, it, they'd have, a lot of things would have to fall their way, but it could happen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. And they they essentially <laughs> they get to do what they want to do. Yeah, so they can get, produce whatever matchups they want. You know, the whole nine. I mean, it could happen. Now Notre Dame has to take care of their side of the business too. Yeah, Ed says Tommy Reese's idea of quarterback development: have the quarterback look to the sideline for answers for every play. No wonder Pine doesn't see the field well. Maybe if he had the defense himself, he'd know what to do. I don't totally disagree with that, but I, I think that because Notre Dame has never really done this check with me scan offense before, it's a little bit of a blind spot for Notre Dame fans because there are plenty of offenses around there the country who have been doing this for years. Notre Dame is far from the only team. You know, it's like right. It's like the the catcher in college, you know, getting the signs from the dugout, you know, rather than calling his own pitches, you know, and those. Right. Guys, it's like it's. It's kind of micromanaging from from the sideline oh, and from the dugout has been going on for a long time in college sports. It's it's not just it's not exclusive to what's going on with Tommy Reese and Drew Pine this year. And I don't like it at any other place either. It slows yeah. down the game and it makes the game boring, in my opinion. So from a fan standpoint, I don't like it no matter who's doing it. Stymie, who changed <sighs> his uh, avatar, unfortunately. Oh, that's Apollo. hilarious. Says that he's been raking leaves, mowing, and burning you, leaves. All right. Do you see well, what his license plate is? I did not. D-Y-F-J. Do your effing job is nice. what his license plate is. And it's nice. a Notre Dame plate. I love it. I think Tommy must have got in late tonight as well. But uh, good to have you guys around. So the Big 12 has a new media rights deal with ESPN and Fox. It's going to pay them more than $2 billion. So each school is going to reportedly go from receiving $22 million a year to just under $32 million a year. So my question, with Notre Dame's TV rights still, still a couple years away, does this make you, you know, kind of view what the Irish could potentially get? You know, how does it maybe, you know, make you look at that, I guess? I don't think it changes my opinion from before, and I don't remember all the numbers that we were throwing out when this was like a hot topic a couple of months ago, but Notre Dame's going to clean up. They're going to do just fine. They're going to be able to, number one, they're going to be able to get a deal, whether it's with NBC or someone else. They're going to be able to get a deal. And they're going to be just fine financially with said deal because not only are they going to get that deal, but they're also going to get a cut of the ACC deal. They're going to be just fine. I agree. And they're not going to get the $100 million a year that the Big Ten and, and SEC schools are getting. Right. But I think they're going to get considerably more than 32 million a year that these big 12 schools are getting because with Texas and Oklahoma leaving 
you have no marquee program right or you know like like no no marquee school that it's like wow you know we've really got a people you know there's no appointment viewing for Oklahoma State or Baylor in terms of their games being on TV and Notre Dame is gonna Notre Dame still has that there's there's a lot more cachet from Notre Dame so it's not going to be as low as 32 million it's not going to be as high as 100 million I think it's going to be you know closer to 100 than 32 I don't think it'll be you know like nudging on 100 but I still think it'll be closer to 100 than 32 I think they're going to be just fine when this whole thing is said and done and again especially if there are multiple bidding uh part you know bid, bidders out there which it appears there are yeah so. yep I agree the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, yes. I need to ask you this from Milton. So, Vince, your best friend asks you to set up his daughter on a date. Which Notre Dame coach do you pick? Which coach would ruin your friendship? Well, I guess we're we're going away from the fact that my daughters are 13 and 10. <laughs> so, 13's getting close to dating age, I, though. Believe me, I'm well aware. Uh, I'm but... sure you are. Uh, so, but they're being set up with adults. So that's, it's, it's an odd question, Milton fan. It's an odd question. It, you know, as far as who the coaches are and do I think that like they're good dudes? Like if that's the kind of the question, is that the, the route that we're going here? I think so. I think so. Harry's too old. Okay. Uh, although I think he's a good dude. Uh, let's see here. I'll go with Brian Mason. How about that? Because I think he's a really good coach. I think he's got a lot of energy. I think he could handle the craziness that is a Dario daughter. So even though they're not adults, and I don't know what they're going to be like when they're adults, they're 13 and 10, two 13-year-olds and a 10-year-old. But uh, yeah, so there's that. All right. So Vince, the bad news bears, they're going to make it into a TV reboot. It's going to have a female lead. Instead of Buttermaker, you know, Walter Matthau in the original and uh, Billy Bob Thornton, I, I think was Billy Bob buttermaker in the second one yeah the coach is going to be a down on her luck divorced mom that's what the coach is going to be coaching a team of misfits in a cutthroat little league do you buy or sell this new spin on the bad news bears franchise i'm going to ask you a question here okay did you do you have disney plus i do not okay so this is going to fall on deaf ears but i'm going to tell you anyway okay i was a fan of the mighty ducks movies when they came out that's kind of like my wheelhouse like the 90s like those right. kids are all kind of my age, right? Emilio Estevez. Yeah. yeah. And so they got a reboot going on Disney Plus. They turned it into like a series. And this is almost identical, almost identical to what they did 
with the reboot. The coach is now the mom and, you know, all she's the down on her luck, blah, 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 blah. Everything you just said is the reboot for the Mighty Ducks. They're done with the Mighty Ducks. Okay. Yes. So it's not even a novel concept no. in terms of the, it's, the genre. It's not. And I'll tell you what, have I been watching it? Yes. Is it any good? Eh, not really. Not really enjoying it a whole lot, but it's something to watch. You know what I mean? It's one of those kinds of things. I'm not. I just don't, I think this is a terrible idea. And why do we have to go PC? The, the, the best part about the Bad News Bears is that it wasn't PC. That's exactly what I was going to say. As someone, you know, the, the first one was, I think, in 1977, 76 or 77. Yes. I, yeah, I think it was 76. And they put out the Bad News Bears and Breaking Training, you know, like a year later in 77. <laughs> and the best part was the fact that you had kids you know, using language and saying things and drinking, yes. they were doing things that kids aren't supposed to do. Yes. And they don't depict that in anything with kids today because no of where, you know, the entertainment business is. You're right. It's like kids can't cuss now. You know, you can't show a kid smoking a cigarette. Kelly Leak can't be riding his motorcycle out right. there on the field, chasing girls and all that stuff. It's like, it's just, that was, that was the fun of the bad news bears. Yes. And, and this is not coming from an adult. This is from, a kid who is the same age as the original Bad News Bears watching it at the time. Yes. You know? so. I didn't even like the remake of the Bad News Bears because I didn't either. it wasn't what the first one was. I mean, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton was okay in the role and they tried, they did the strip club and, you know, okay, whatever. But it wasn't the same. I mean, that was a novelty and it was what it was because it was original. You can't remake that. And now they're going to remake it for a second time and they're going to go all. I mean, they're they're saying woke and stuff in the in the uh, chat, but it's like essentially what it is. That's not that's not okay. Now, I will also say this: if it is available on something that I watch, I'll be able, I'll watch it just so I can complain about it. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, but, but you remember when they did the Ghostbusters with the all female cast? And I Didn't think I it. saw it, but I can't even remember. Didn't and like Didn't the world, it. you know, you would have thought the world was ending. You know, like. People's lives were literally ruined because they remade the Ghostbusters with a female cast. It's like people overreacted so much. Yeah. So I'm not saying the cons, you know, it's like the concept isn't bad, you know, like, okay, down on her luck, divorce mom, because you do actually have more moms coaching sure. little league. And no, that's like true. That. And like, you know, Jesse was talking about, you know, people he encountered in his stint as a little league coach this summer. One of them was a mom who, and I, this is, you know, nothing against moms, but she thought that she knew more than she did about the yeah, sport. Well, you know, that's what he was referring I mean, look, to yesterday. I had I had a girl on my baseball team. Okay, yeah. so I mean, it has, I'm not it's, anti that. I'm not. Nothing, anti it has that nothing to do with that. It just has to do with like it feels like it's been done before with the Mighty Ducks, which is currently out. Right. See, and it, knowing that because I didn't even know that, so it's like one, yeah. you've already got a classic movie that they've already tried yes. to remake with another movie that that really flopped yes and then now two you're trying to go a step farther and you know put a different spin on it but the problem is as you said in the sports genre they've already done that with right the remake of a movie into a tv series with the same concept so it's not even an original concept in the second generation i guess so yeah, i just i don't get it that doesn't make sense to me they're running out of good ideas apparently yeah so did you watch Quantum Leap from Monday night? I did not, nope, um, not because it was it, it was on late, and I know it's got like the uh, the Exorcist yeah. vibe to it, and I didn't I didn't want to like do the Exorcist vibe 
before bedtime. That's fair. No, that's fair. Best one yet, though. I will say that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it was good. Okay. All right. That's not setting the bar super high, but it's the best one yet. That's true. You know what I think is going to happen, though? I think that Joe Montana leap that we've been talking about with Quantum Leap, I think it's going to be the season finale. 100%. They're, they're like, they tease that in the trailer from the very beginning, and they're just trying to sucker guys like us into watching all And it's season. working. I mean, I it's working. I'm watching. Yeah. yeah. I know. And again, like, we're not anti-females coaching. It is not that. I just... Not at all. Like, the Bad News Bears franchise, Vince hit it on the head. Part of the fun of the original was the extreme precociousness yes. of the kids in the original movie. And the whole the whole concept also of Bad News Bears. Like, you could have put a woman in that role, and it would have been just fine yeah. in the 1976 version. Like, that would have right. been fine. And the whole point of that also was that you had a girl who was one of the best players on the team. Good point. So, I mean, Good that point. was ahead of its time and all, all of those different things, right? So I have zero. Again, I started a girl on my high school baseball team. Okay, right. I am the furthest person that would be against you know the women being in it, I and mean, that has, that has nothing to do with it. It's just I just think it's an unoriginal spin yes. at this point. Yes, exactly. And why are you trying to remake it when it already was remade and it was not good? Yeah. So, all right. Well, Vince, that's going to do it for us tonight. Good mailbag show tonight. I loved it, man. It was good. People stuff. brought their A game. They did. There was good always. questions today. Yeah, there was. All right, we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week with IB Nation Sports Talk. And, of course, uh, we got a big show coming up Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, IB Countdown to kickoff as we get uh, prepped up, excuse me, for Clemson. A little bit, you know, like a different times. You know, we had yeah. noon last week. We got 7.30 this week. Big so. difference, whereas we were, you know, rushing to get done with the show so that we could watch the game at noon. And now we have to wait seven and a half hours after we finish the show. For real. Yikes. All right, hit that like button on your way out if you would. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate you. We will talk to you tomorrow on IB Nation Sports Talk. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.